0: I'm dreaming of my 2021 MPC flock and you can too.
1: So head on over to mypetchicken.com slash farm and start putting together your 2021 chick list or duckling list or gosling list.
0: And while you're there, check out all the other goodies on the site like coops, chicken keeping supplies, and even articles to answer your chicken keeping questions.
1: Just remember to go to mypetchicken.com slash farm because this lets them know that we sent you and it's a great way to show support for the podcast. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm
0: Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community.
1: We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero
0: clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.
1: Oh, hey there, Sam.
0: Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking?
1: I'm drinking a collaboration between Land Grant Brewing and Jenny's Ice Cream Shop, and it is called Bramble Jamble. Ooh, yummy. Yeah, I just really like saying that. Bramble Jamble. <laughs>
0: Bramble Jamble. <laughs> it's like how my brain feels today. <laughs> <laughs> is. What are you drinking over there? So I'm drinking something I've drank before, but it's seasonal and it's one of my favorite seasonal beverages. And it's the St. Cherie from Blake's Hard Cider, which is a bourbon barrel aged cherry hard cider.
1: And it's delicious. Mmm. Sounds good. Yeah, I just took a drink of this and it's delicious as well. Mm Mmm. Cheers to
0: delicious beers and (laughs)
1: ciders. (laughs) (laughs) Our drink peep this episode Is our friend Kayla Wood. She is at Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers.
0: So in lieu of our typical mini sewed format, we've decided to talk about our 2020 farm goals that we talked about in our last episode of 2019, I think, or maybe it was the first one of 2020. I can't remember. But we set goals for our farms. Um, So what I did was I went back in our old show notes and pulled them into today's show notes to see how we did. So it's kind of like we're grading ourselves a little bit.
1: Yeah. We'll link to that original episode in the show notes so you can go listen to that and maybe, I don't know, laugh at how idealistic
0: we were at the beginning of the year. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll also talk about the things that kind of were like extra credit Like if we're going to grade ourselves because we did, you know, maybe did some things that we didn't plan on doing. And then we'll talk about some lessons that we learned about ourselves or our farms this year um, to kind of wrap things up.
1: Yeah. So you go first, Sam. What was one of your original goals?
0: So one of my original goals was to stretch all the fence and that was to expand the pasture area to save on hay costs in the warmer months for our goats. And we totally nailed this one and did way more than I expected. Um, we were able to create a separate pasture for our bucks that's smaller, but that's okay because there's just two of them. Um, and then we had a really big pasture for all of the goats. So bit all the other goats and it, it was so big that we could actually split that one almost down the middle and get a cow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Oh my god. We killed it with that one and when we split the pasture down the middle, we did it so fast because it's like stretching fence kind of sucks, but once you know how to do it, like you feel like you can stretch everything all the time everywhere with fencing. Um And it's a lot of work, but it's one of those things that feels really gratifying afterwards because you can see it in your animals. Oh, my gosh. When we let the goats out for the first time in the pasture, they were so happy that it made like all of the time we put into it and the money we put into it worth it.
1: That's so awesome. I did not stretch any fence
0: this year. <laughs> Wasn't that one of your goals to not stretch?
1: Oh, you're right. <laughs> that was one of my goals. so nailed it. <laughs> I'll probably have to stretch some next year because yeah, you're right. It, it is pretty cool to like give yourself that like rotational option and the uh-huh. ability to like separate animals and and save money on hay costs like that's huge. My animals basically graze in the summertime. Yeah. Like, pretty much that's it. That's all that they need. And it's so nice to not have to worry about, like, throwing hay.
0: (laughs) That time of year. (laughs) Yeah. Or just not very much.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because some of them still need, like, a little bit, depending on which part they're in, because some of my pasture is better than others. But, yeah.
0: (laughs) So what was one of your goals for 2020?
1: So one of my goals for 2020 was to uh get my goat spread which Mm -hmm. was uh I was actually like successful at sort of sort of successful and getting the goat spread was actually like one of my goals from 2019 I think (laughs) (laughs) so it took me a really long time to like get this goal like actually like to be successful and technically in 2020 i was only partially successful we had one out of the three get bred successfully and kid so that's still really exciting though i'm still really happy about that and we have exposed all three doughs to a buck for 2021 kids so right now i am crossing my fingers that they all take or at least one of them takes that'd be great <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, I'd say you, like, hit your goal pretty good for this year because you got one. And, like, it's way easier to get your goats knocked up when you have your own buck. Like, it's likely (laughs) to happen on accident. So, like, the fact that you went through the learning curve of knowing when your goats are in heat, when they all have very different heat signs and personalities... And having to transport them to somebody and do driveway breeding, like, I think, I think you nailed it. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Like, for my anxiety, it's nice to, like, know what's happening with everybody.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what about you? What was your next goal? Um, So the next one on the list was separating the boy goats from the weathers and lady goats. But I already kind of talked about that in the last one. So I'll skip down to the next one, which was sell some baby goats instead of keeping them all. (laughs) 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 And that's because in 2019, we had um, two sets. Excuse me. We had two sets that I kept all of them. Um, so that was five additional goats, four of which were boys um, that were weather Three of them were weathered waffles. We kept intact because he's pretty I'm kind of regretting that now with the amount of pee I'm seeing on his face, but it is what it is. Um, and uh, so this year I did sell uh, quite a few baby goats. I've sold four And I got a few or I got four weathered um, recently in order to be able to turn them around and sell them for the ones that were born in August. And we have one girl as well. And I'm planning on probably selling all of those. Um, I just have to like post them either like at the feed store or on Facebook and and try to get them moving. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh awesome yeah That's so good. this is kind of like done but also in progress and it's going to continually be in progress
1: yeah I think this year I need to add that sell baby goats to my goals list because <laughs> I haven't done that yet and I need to <laughs> so my next goal from 2020 was that I wanted to have winter feed stored in July and August and I fully nailed it that goal because my extra barn stall was stuffed to the brim with hay before it even threatened to frost here so it just felt like really good to get that done and it was easy because I already knew who I was ordering my hay from because like sometimes I think getting started with that stuff is the hardest part Mm -hmm. it's like breeding your goats like who do you call to do that like you don't just like open up the yellow pages and find a goat breeder (laughs) like same with hay sometimes like depending on where you live there are like regional like local like things that can make some of that stuff easier or harder and i get to just buy hay from one of our neighbors which is pretty cool
0: heck yeah that is so cool that's one of my favorite things too about how we get hay our our neighbor across the road technically he lives down the road but his horses are across the road and he cuts hay and the fact that he just gets he like stores most of it in our barn and we just pay him as we can and keep track like and it supports him and I love being able to give him a big wad of cash and be like here you go (laughs) like it's a fun (laughs) feeling because it's like I know you and you're a farmer and I get to support you so it's really it feels really personal yeah, it does. It feels really personal. So, one of mine uh one of my other goals, which might have to carry over into next year cuz I totally failed, I didn't do so great was to take more farm photos. Um I didn't do so great at this, but I d- the ones I did take like were pretty good. But I've like totally fallen off the the grid world edge of the world the globe I don't know I've not been doing a whole lot with Instagram other than lurking and I think it's just because I'm so burned out on how people behave on social media right now that I have a hard time wanting to share myself and I've been so focused on work that it's like chores is just another thing to get done and I'm not always super duper present or I'm so present with the animals that I forget to take my phone out and, like, capture the moment. <laughs> so it's been, like, I just can't. It's It hasn't been a priority. But as I, like, went through my pictures for the year and, like, printed out some 4 by 6s from Shutterfly, I was like, man, I wish I would have taken more. So I think next year I want to take more good farm photos, especially, like, when the kids are here and stuff, and, like, print them. So I have them and can display them in the house or in some kind of photo book.
1: I like that. You know, it's okay to not be present on Instagram. Because, you know, one thing I had to do this year, I like slowed down a bit. And I even backed off for like a few weeks a lot. Because I started wondering if some of the things I was doing was just for Instagram.
0: Mm. Do it for the
1: gram yeah Mm -hmm. and like that can be kind of a really hard and weird question to ask yourself like I was like would I have this or be doing this this way if I wasn't sharing pictures of it Mm. with people and like I had to really think about that hard for a few weeks and then it turns out the answer was yes so then I was like all right fine I can share again (laughs) (laughs) because like I didn't want to just be doing it for that reason because like those aren't those aren't the those aren't the good reasons for me personally yeah um that might be for somebody else but for me I I didn't want to spend time on social media just to spend time like I truly wanted to be like helpful and inspiring and like you know I don't know I wanted to be there for like a purpose other than just pretty pictures (laughs) yeah
0: I get that
1: so one of my other goals from uh, last year from 2020 was uh, I wanted to host a farm fresh Thanksgiving, which has actually been on my goal list for years. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to even like move out and kind of start a farm. I thought that that would just be really special. Um, but obviously, I didn't do that because I didn't like have turkeys and I didn't grow sweet potatoes or even potato potatoes. I only had like a few of them this year. <laughs> uh and I actually think I'm gonna remove that from one of my from my goals like I'm not gonna set that as a goal again for 2021 um because now that I do this I realize how much work like each new animal and addition is and the idea of like changing so much just for that one meal doesn't necessarily make sense to me I think what makes more sense is that I change the meal and the tradition to match what I do oh. like did I say that right I think so like yeah like maybe instead of eating turkey next year we'll eat chickens that we raised here yeah it's like Nobody seems to really care about the turkey anyways. I buy it from the Amish and oh my God, that turkey is so expensive. I I spend more money on that turkey than I would to like go out and eat at a really nice restaurant like in town. And like nobody eats the turkey. Yeah. (laughs) Because like I make a good turkey, but compared to like all the sides and stuff, it's just not anybody's favorite
0: around here. The sides are really (laughs) where it's at. Like people say turkey day, but really for me, it's like mashed potatoes and gravy day.
1: Yeah, for me, it's <laughs> croissant and cranberry sauce day. Ooh, see, yeah.
0: And and it doesn't have to be conventional. Like, who cares if it's conventional or not? Like, as long as you're happy and your family's happy, that's what matters.
1: And I think, like, it's funny that it took me this long to, like, come to that realization. But, like, I think I just really needed to learn that. because And some of that has been this, like you know, looking at traditions and learning the Mm -hmm. history of traditions that we've been doing that kind of made me evaluate that and realize like, no one's going to care if I serve pastured chickens at Thanksgiving. Like, in fact, they might even like that better. I don't know. (laughs) Right.
0: I think a lot of the times we just go into autopilot, especially for like holidays. But like one of the things I do at work is I ask why five times if I need to get to the root cause of something pretty common practice. You can do the same thing for the things that you do on a daily basis or your traditions. Like, okay, (laughs) my bed's a mess. Why? Because I don't make it. Why? Because I'm lazy. Why? (laughs) Because I have too much going on (laughs) in the morning and then I forget about it. Why? (laughs) Because I have three dogs. Let out in the morning, and then a cat that follows me around and meows until I feed her. Why? Because I have a lot of animals, and they have higher needs than me. Taking the time to make my bed, even though I said I was going to be a person that makes my bed, like last year. So it's <laughs> like, and then I realize, okay, give cut myself some slack. So you can apply the five whys to pretty much anything. But it's interesting to look at your traditions and and find out, like you said, like why we do the things we do, and if if you're married to the idea of it or not when you when you go through that process
1: yeah I think I think a lot of people would be surprised what they find there
0: and it can be freeing too
1: yeah it definitely does feel freeing
0: (laughs) yes all right so I think one of my other goals was to actually fix the chicken run and put a damn door on it like literally I said put a damn door on it and this (laughs) this did not happen Aww. the the chickens went in there and they had like killed the grass in the run so my husband like opened the run up so he could put grass seed down to regrow the grass in there for them so we didn't let them in there for a while and then we'd never let them back in there because we just let them out during the day because I don't go anywhere and the weeds are like taller than me in there so the, the <laughs> snow will kill it Um, But it is very, like, jungle-esque in there right now. So that is definitely, like, a priority that will carry over to next year. Because it's got to get done. But with introducing geese and needing, um, introducing geese last year, and then needing to have more space for them, and I wanted them out in the pasture, we just had to prioritize differently. And the chickens do just fine in their non-bougie run. Like, it is not Instagram-worthy, but next year, maybe it will be. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, remember, it doesn't have to be Instagram-worthy to be functional, and it's all about light and angle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you can make anything Instagram-worthy with the right light and Maybe angle. Maybe a black and white photo.
0: Yeah, that can make it mm-hmm. less, yep, less depressing, <laughs> more moody,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> And my last goal from last year was that I wanted to spend more time being present in the moment on my farm and grateful for what we have. Um, and I'm going to say that this was a success, but it was kind of a cheater success because I feel like everyone had to do that because of COVID, like we didn't have a choice. <laughs> well, I
0: think you do have a choice. It, it's an active choice to be present and have gratitude. Just like like I said earlier, I, I can be out doing chores and it's autopilot and I'm not present in my body. That's I'm true. I'm just doing like the muscle memory thing. And I think it's it was really hard at times to be grateful this year, especially if... You know, we were lucky enough that we already worked from home primarily, and we, none of us, we didn't lose our jobs. Our spouses didn't lose their jobs. Like, we're really lucky, but there are people out there that lost their jobs, lost their health insurance. Maybe they're in, they might lose their house. You know, they're in really bad situations. Maybe it took them months to get unemployment. So I think active gratitude, no matter what your situation is, it's a choice. So I wouldn't call that a cheater situation. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. Okay, good. And (laughs)
1: you're you're totally right. Like, and I think some of that was part of one of the things that I like struggled with this year to feel good because it 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 felt odd to like be in this situation where I was actively trying to work on like gratitude and and being present. And there were so many people like suffering outside of the bubble that I have here. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really hard thing um, to kind of come to terms with this year. So, I mean, it did like, you know, it, it stained a few things like I think in in my mind, but then, you know, I got to thinking about it and was like, you know, like I can do what, what I want and what I can with this to like, I don't know, try to boost a few people's moods, Mm -hmm. like try to be more positive or explain some of the things behind some of the positivity that I try to share. So then I started kind of doing that and I felt like that was helpful because then I felt like maybe I was making a difference and not just sharing how great everything was here. Right. It was sharing (laughs) the things that weren't great, but how I was turning it into something great despite um despite any struggles or or things that had happened. Even though I didn't have um we didn't have any job loss or anything like that. And, and knock on wood, no one here has gotten sick either. Yeah. So we've been really like we've just we've just been really fortunate yes. around here. Yeah. So then like to to go and try to share that stuff, I felt like Um, helped me find a place, Mm -hmm. like, in all of this, I think.
0: think That makes a lot of sense. And I think, too, like, gratitude and being present are practices, kind of like anything else, any other habit that you have. Because, it like, making those things a habit or part of your daily routine, when shit does go sideways, like, it's still really important to be present and have gratitude to get through those times, too. So I think it's important. All the time, and it's just depending on what's going well and what's not going well can make those (laughs) things even more challenging. So,
1: yeah. And honestly, like in 2019, I can't tell you how many times I did chores with my phone out the entire time. Like now, I really rarely do it. I did it this morning, like for fun, because my routine like just got shaken up. Because I, I actually I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I dried tonks up oh, yeah. um, it just got to be like it got to be a little too much and she wasn't producing a ton of milk and I rebred her so I was like you know what I'm gonna give her body a break and I'm gonna give my body a break <laughs> we're just yeah. gonna go back to to like you know a, we're gonna shake it up and do a different routine for the winter rather than continue to try to force this thing that is clearly like not making anybody happy or bringing anybody any joy <laughs> right <laughs> right, exactly,
0: and with it getting colder too. I'm sure. Yeah, like and with it getting colder. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah the the sideways sleet, wintry mix from yesterday like sealed the deal for me. I was like I made the right choice this week. There you go, <laughs> for sure. So it was funny to have my phone out all this morning because I was like, "Gosh, I've been doing this like without taking any pictures or videos for I don't know how many months," and like I just finally like did a whole like the whole thing. <laughs> Tonight, I won't because I like getting to spend that time with them like screen free.
0: <laughs> right. So I have one more. My last one was to have a savings account just for farm items or vet items, paying people for carrying the animals if we had if we went away, which is funny because like we didn't go anywhere this year because COVID and uh, new farm ventures. So this totally happened. Um, and I used it a lot. So right now, like, the balance is, like, $5 <laughs> because it was well-loved and utilized. And I think, knock on wood, um, because there's the year's still not done, um, I think I didn't stress once about anything farm-related this year, aside from maybe, like, the hay part, because I just felt guilty for not paying him fast as fast as I thought was appropriate, but he clearly didn't care when I gave him the money, or he pretended like he didn't. <laughs> Um, I don't think I was stressed out about anything because I always had that safety knot. So I'm going to keep doing that. Um, I'll talk about when we talk about 2021 goals, I'll talk about specifically like the cushion that I want to build there. So at the end of next year, I'm not sitting at $5 hopefully. Um, but yeah, that was super helpful and I'm very pleased with how that went.
1: Well, and that's super freeing, too, to not have to worry about how you're going to pay for some of the things on the farm. Like, that opens your brain up to be, like, so much more creative with what you want to do because you're not trying to figure out, like, how to do everything without having that cushion there to help Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Like, seriously, that deserves, like, the hugest round of applause ever because it's not easy to get those things started.
0: Right. And it helps that, like, financially we were able to get back to a more stable place too because it's super stressful to try to start something like that when you feel like you don't have something to save to begin with. So it was Mm -hmm. a really good year of being able to find that balance and – And now be able to consider contributing even more to it next year because we have big plans for 2021, but I won't spoil those (laughs) until the next episode. (laughs) So what was
1: something that you accomplished this year that wasn't an actual goal?
0: Uh, So I got a heifer to start our beef cow journey, um, which also resulted in the additional fence stretching I was talking about and... Uh, Matt was in charge of building a run-in shed. Nice. And we built it with some pallets he got for free from work and some other lumber. Like, the whole thing cost maybe, like, $300 by the time we were done, Um, which is not bad at all. And Fancy loves that shed. She sits in there all the time. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And she rubs her head on it to the point where some of the red paint has worn off. Um, so she is obsessed with it. And now I'm like, gosh, we made it, should have made it a little bit bigger, but next year we'll probably build another one because spoiler, we're going to stretch even more fence. So we'll have time to, to expand things. Um, but yeah, that was been a big one because I was not planning on starting a beef cow journey probably for a couple more years. But one of our lister- listeners, Sarah messaged me after she heard me talk about Highland cattle, on a mini or a regular episode. I can't remember. And she's like, hey, I have this cow. I want to find it a good home. <laughs> like, Do you want her? And then that's how that began. <laughs> so I am so grateful awesome. that she reached out to me and felt that I was responsible enough to take her very precious cow that I know she cares a lot about um, and who I am now obsessed with. So, <laughs> So welcoming Fancy to the farm was a pleasant surprise nice what about you
1: we built a greenhouse
0: Uh, a damn beautiful greenhouse yeah it's a pretty impressive greenhouse and i'm super
1: pleased to announce that it's doing really well i have flowers on cucumbers and tomatoes in there right now and it's the end of december oh my gosh that's amazing
0: (laughs) yeah Um, one of the other things that was kind of a surprise to us this year was that we built two goose sheds. Um, and I kind of mentioned this before we wanted to put them, uh, the geese out in the pasture because like the Sebastopol's guys, those are really expensive birds. And I felt really nervous just letting them free range wherever they wanted. Like, I did not want them wandering into the road. That would have been really bad. So they are in the fence pasture area and have plenty of space to roam and terrorize the goats. Um, (laughs) Like sometimes they legitimately like terrorize them. It's kind of mean. And we have one that walks into the barn every morning to eat goat feed with the goats. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So that was a really um, big surprise. Matt did a really good job on those
1: yeah he's it. They're really nice. We also uh this year, something that we weren't planning on was we expanded our garden and built more garden beds. Now, we had only added two more garden beds, um but we've already started working on like the next two, and we've plotted out like what we're doing with the rest of the space. so like I think this winter is kind of like our winter of like the garden is king. Mm.
0: <laughs> so I'm excited about that, yeah. Um, The other thing that was a surprise for us was um, one of our mama ducks was in the process of hatching baby ducks or ducklings. That's what they're called. And she was murdering them as they were hatching. Mm. Um, So I took a bunch of the eggs that were developing and put them inside in the incubator and hatched five, six, seven myself. Um, we sold two or three of them. So maybe it was seven, eight. I can't remember. We sold a few of them and then kept five. Well, four out of five were males. <laughs> <sighs> and I already had way too much duck in my yard. Yeah. So yesterday, actually, this would have been, uh, December 16th, I took the four male ducks that were like a Muscovy Rowan mix to the processor, dropped them off in the morning and came back at four thirty to duck meat. Nice. Yeah. So it was a little bittersweet. Um, <laughs> we were. Uh, I did name <clears throat> one of them, and I can tell which one it is. He's the biggest one. We named him <inaudible> Sucker. Um, because it was really, really hard to catch them because they were so like wild because they'd never want to go on the pen at night. So we just let them stay out at night. So we really struggled to, (laughs) to catch him. And that's how he got that name. And you can use the rooster noise for that if you want, (laughs) but I can tell which one's him. So when I saw it, I was kind of like, Oh, it's kind of sad. Like it's bittersweet because this is like the first farm raised meat that we've had processed that, We'll get to eat around Christmas time and share with a small number of family members. Um, So that was a big deal. And I feel like I needed to kind of cross that hurdle in order to do meat chickens later and then eventually the beef cow thing. Like I need to get in the mindset of that some of the animals are for the purpose of eating.
1: yeah you know and that's a really hard mindset to get into Mm -hmm. for me it was that like so i'm i'm really big into like i i'm i'm kind of like a ritualistic person just like by nature Mm -hmm. and to me i just thought of this as part of the process of like feeding my body and feeding my family Mm -hmm. like this is what's necessary for me to be the person that raises you know these animals like for our freezer and eventually for our table and like when i just kept telling myself that then it started getting like easier and i don't say like easy like you know it's like the funnest day ever on the farm it's definitely not it's like it's hard it's messy and we're doing our best to like do everything as like quickly and painlessly and as respectfully like as we possibly can for all of the animals that are here and um so just, like, going through those motions, I think, um, is helpful, though. Like, I think I think yeah. it's good. And I, I totally think that you're going to get to that point. But it takes, you know, it takes baby steps. Like,
0: you got to start somewhere.
1: Right. So I thought that was that, – I think that's huge.
0: Yeah. And the other thing that kind of helped me get in the mindset, too, was that we already had a, almost, like, borderline too many male ducks. And if we kept them, they would have been terrorizing our female ducks in the spring. And if you have too many male ducks and they get a little too rapey, like, they can kill your female ducks. So, it's kind of, like, a greater good thing, too. And the amount of feed they were eating was insane. So... Oh, yeah. It costs $15 <laughs> a duck, which is, like, pretty pricey for how much they actually weighed once they were processed. But I'm going to save that and in feed in, within, like, two weeks.
1: Oh, yeah. Easily. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the other things that we did here was we built a second chicken coop, which you technically did too. Oh, yeah. Because well. we were not planning on doing no. that. But we had that really cool opportunity to work with cutest coops. And, like, I don't know, I just love Kathy and I love these coops they turned out so cute I love like I'm sitting here recording right now looking out at my cutest coop and I love it I love having a second flock of chickens which are my my pet chicken chickens that was also something that I wasn't necessarily planning on doing this year but they're all fun and fancy and lay the prettiest eggs and like that's like my whole like joy view of chickens like right out my bedroom
0: window (laughs) so my last one is that I gave my first goat injection and I did not pass out
1: that's a big deal. It Congratulations. Is a big
0: deal. As the girl that used to that one time sat in high school and listened to Blue Cross or excuse me, the Red Cross uh talk about blood donations and got woozy, like really big deal.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is that's huge. That's awesome. <laughs> um, my last thing is that we renovated our old chicken coop about halfway. So I guess I can't like get too excited yet, but it'll totally get done this year. Um jared and i worked a lot on um figuring out how to plot out what we wanted to do on the farm and like break down all the steps that we had to do to get there and we did that with this chicken coop renovation and we knew we weren't going to finish it before the end of the year so there just there wasn't enough time there and lumber got crazy priced so we held mm-hmm. off on some of the pieces because we just thought like it didn't make sense to flush that money down the toilet <laughs> when you know lumber prices should like even out again soon hopefully right so we kind of like put some stuff on hold but i'm really happy with how it came out and we actually did get that roof on one of the chicken runs that we put on that thing so like i guess that was a goal that i had had for forever that i'd never hit and we did that this year i think i had dropped it off of last year's list because i just put it on so many times and
0: hadn't done it but we did it yay I know I was I was like I saw you guys doing all that stuff I'm like holy shit like they are on a roll this year
1: yeah we built a lot of stuff and you guys built a lot of stuff too. like there's a lot of new buildings out there Mm -hmm. not a ton of new animals but a few and everything is just kind of like getting dialed into like figuring out what it is that we really want to do with this space and it takes time yes If you're looking for a way to support the podcast, check out patreon.com slash drink and farm. We have multiple levels of support that you can sign up for starting at just $2 a month. At that level, you'll get access to our outtakes and some other fun extras on the Patreon app.
0: We have other levels too that allow you to get a little something else for yourself out of the deal. We're talking gifts, stickers, discount codes and t-shirts so go to patreon.com slash drink and farm for more details all right so to wrap up this mini so we're going to talk about a few of the lessons learned that we discovered along this journey of 2020 yes i know i know we like the word journey around (laughs) (laughs) we like to make fun of the word journey so bev (laughs) what is the first lesson learned on your journey through 2020?
1: So this year I really learned uh, that there are no failures on the farm. You either succeed or you learn something and learning is incredibly valuable. So I've learned to be super grateful for those opportunities to not find success.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that it's either succeed or you learn something. I like that
1: yeah, I'm not calling it fail anymore because <laughs> it's not. I learned something. then you you're never failing when you're learning. <laughs> right. Now,
0: if you were avoiding the learning piece, then that would probably be a failure to learn.
1: Yes, 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 yes.. yeah.
0: So I think my first thing is that i I really learned to try to avoid working with the animals while frustrated. and I know this is something that you've talked a lot about on the podcast and, On Instagram especially with your donkey friends Um, but I definitely learned this too like like I was just talking about trying to catch the duck the ducks to round them up in the barn just to separate them I was getting super frustrated by the end of that and that's why that duck got a horrible name Um, but if if it's can be avoided like if I get an attitude or get frustrated with the animal Like, I just take a step back, and if it's not something that I have to do immediately or emergently, like, I just stop doing it. Because I'm pretty sure they can sense it. (laughs) And if (laughs) they can. (laughs) If it gets to a certain level, it could break trust or make them scared of me. Um, So I've definitely learned to, like, just have a little more awareness of my energy when I'm out there and try to, like, reel it in if it's getting a little... little crazy I
1: like that that's a good one Mm -hmm. so my next one is that um, I've learned uh, that being okay with being wrong has really allowed me to make like the changes that I need to make around here faster so Like, one of the things that happens, and I think that this is pretty common, um, I don't think I'm alone in this, but, like, you know, when you make a decision and you just want so badly to be right, you can kind of find yourself, like, digging into that decision, even though, like, it's proving itself over and over again to have not been the right one. Mm. Because you don't want to be wrong. Because, like, it sucks to be wrong. Right. But... Like, when you come to the realization that being wrong doesn't, like, mean anything about you personally, it just means that you made a wrong choice, and it's totally okay, and it's normal and human to make wrong choices, you can switch to a different choice and possibly have things improve just, like, so much faster than they would if you, like, dug in and, like, tried to be right, (laughs) even if, like, proof to all contrary was just, like, constantly slamming you in the face. (laughs) Ow! Yeah, right. So like it's really nice to just like when something happens, I'm just like, oh shit, I was wrong about that. Like, let's move forward and change something so that like we can get to a better place faster. Right. And it just like it's easier with everything. I'm I'm doing it with the kids, I'm doing it with my husband, I'm doing it with the farm. Like, my whole life is just so much more peaceful. There you go.
0: (laughs) So my next lesson learned is a little more practical and kind of feels like common sense. Um But cleaning the barn out more frequently makes that job not suck so much. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Like, it's tough in the winter because this year we found out that if we, I finally, my evil plan finally worked. And I convinced my husband to take the topper off his snowmobile trailer so we could use the trailer to, like, sling shit onto and then drive it away and dump it. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah, so being able to do that, you know, three out of the four seasons has been great, but in the winter it's a little harder to pull that through the snow. So we'll see how this goes, but we tend to do deep litter in the in the winter and it's always like a painful 4 or 5 6-hour job to clean out the barn and we're both just done afterwards. Um so this year we cleaned it out a lot more in the warmer months. And yeah, it it always feels good to have a clean barn, uh, mm-hmm. especially in those you know summer months where it's hot and stinky. so you just gotta do it.
1: yeah. sometimes you just gotta plug your nose and dive in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Title of the episode, there we go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So my next one is that I recognized um, that my own like self-limiting beliefs were stopping me from like really truly sharing some of the joy that I have here Mm -hmm. on the farm. Mm -hmm. So in 2021, I'm going to like really dig into the things that make my farm unique and like special and joyful to me. And I want to find a way to like share some of that like with my community like my in-person community in the town that i live in so i've got some really cool like opportunities there in town and rather than like being scared that no one's gonna like it or that they're not gonna get it or even worse like they're gonna make fun of me i'm just gonna like go for it (laughs) i don't know what that thing is yet but i'm gonna find it and i'm going to like put it out into the world
0: there you go Kind of like yeah. our first trip to coop camp.
1: Yeah, and kind of like starting this podcast was yeah. like that too. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I have practice. I can do it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so the other thing too is kind of related to the duck processing thing and it's that it's okay to downsize and that you don't have to feel guilty about it as long as you're like making sure you do it in a way that you're comfortable with. I would also say for me personally, that's conditional. Like, I have three dogs and that's a lot. I would not get rid of any of them because it's a dog and I made that choice. But, like, I have too many roosters. I'm going to get rid of some roosters. And that's because, like, it makes it better for the hens and for me. So I'm not terrified to walk across my yard. Um. So I think it, that one's kind of subjective in my brain for me. But for a while there, I kind of had, like, an all-or-nothing mentality With, like, I brought this life into my farm, like, it cannot leave. And that's just not sustainable or healthy for me (laughs) to do. So, I mean, not everybody may agree with that, but I know that's what's gonna work for me. And I made that choice with the ducks to downsize, and I'm very happy with the result. So, I'm just gonna kind of keep that theme rolling.
1: I like it. I think that's a good theme. And it's not, irresponsible to like process some of your extra animals like roosters or ducks or things that you don't need like for food you're still like you're still utilizing the animal and you're not just like randomly dumping it in the middle of the park like some people do when they realize that (laughs) they have too many roosters like i think i think when you come to that realization and you do it responsibly i think that's something to be celebrated for sure that's not yeah i think that's great And my last one that I learned this year is that just because my kids weren't into my farm, it doesn't mean that I couldn't figure out, like, how to involve them somehow. And they've been, like, really great about taking care of the chickens. Like, I gave that cutest coop to Aurora, even though she was just kind of like, okay. And then, like, she saw the chicks, and she saw the coop, and then she's like, oh, all right, yeah, I could get into, like, chickens if this was, like, you know, my thing. And I gave the older Mm -hmm. one the other coop to take care of, and he's still not, like, super into it, and neither is she, but now (laughs) they, like, they'll pick them up, and they work together to clean the coops, and it's been really cool to, like, kind of see that um, and develop that, but also, like, getting that opportunity to, like, really listen to them, um has also like made me like feel good about maybe like scaling back some of the things that I realized we went too deep into like I have too many ducks I gotta get rid of three of them (laughs) (laughs) I know that so we're gonna do that because they're not bringing joy to anybody and they'll eventually cause health problems to the to the lady ducks that I have (laughs) um and by scaling back some of that stuff and not trying to like just be constantly adding 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 new things that i think might be new and exciting and get them into it i've used that energy to like connect with them in the ways that they're into there you go and like one of those was like, you know, buying the Nintendo switch and playing animal crossing with them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it sounds like really dumb, but they love it. They think it's the greatest thing that I have a video game machine and I'll sit down and like play it with them. (laughs) So it's really cool. And so like, you know, I don't have a ton of years left with them at home. So now I'm like kind of looking outside and I'm like, we have our farm. It's not a race. I don't, I don't have to keep adding things, trying to convince them that this is their thing. Like they've, They've they've made it clear that it's really not, and it's okay, right? (laughs) It's my
0: thing, so (laughs) right, and that might give you something to look forward to when you have an empty nest. Like maybe then you could bring a different animal on the farm, or get more donkeys and have your donkey trail riding thing. (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) yep, (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) So my last one is that um, I mean I kind of already do this, but my husband and I are an awesome team. Um, and we've been able to accomplish so much together this year. And it's really nice to have a partner who supports and helps make your farm dreams all come true. Um, and I think too, I really learned how to work with him. And that is like, I'm the financier (laughs) and the project manager, he does the thing. (laughs) So I, I show him, I tell him what I'm thinking and then he goes off and makes it like 30 times better. 'Cause like the cow shed, the run-in shed, I was like, you know what, it can be ugly, I don't care, it can be temporary, it can be cheap, like as long as it keeps the cow dry and out of the wind, like I don't care. But he made this beautiful shed and like put a lot of time and energy into it and he painted it and like he really put a lot of energy into it. And like he kind of blew my mind with it. So like, being able to now tune into, like, his communication style and give him the tools he needs to go execute, um, I think we found a really good rhythm there where I don't feel like he's not communicating. It's just that he doesn't use words a lot. <laughs> so, and that's just the type of person it, he is. And that's okay. Um, he's more of an actions guy. And he shows me his love for me by executing these crazy things that I ask for and, like, going above and beyond. So... I just felt like we did so much this year, and it was a huge win. And we're finally kind of hitting our groove with this married couple farm thing. Nice, yeah. that's so exciting. Yeah. So that's it, guys. That was much. That was much longer than I anticipated for a mini. Uh, our. <laughs> Our mini-sode turned into a maxi-sode, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you guys are into it.
0: <laughs> I you were- All I can think about is maxi-pad now.
1: <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So we would love to hear what like what was something from 2020 that you had as a goal and like how'd you do on it and let us know what you learned in 2020 like on your farm we would love to hear your experiences um we don't get to hear from you guys a ton but you can call us and leave us a voicemail with it or put it in our facebook group or send Mm -hmm. us an email we'll totally put them on the show and share them with other people if you'd like us to if you want us to keep it private we'll do that too but Um, we really want to know. Yeah.
0: So just a few housekeeping items. Make sure you download the episode when you're listening, hit that subscribe button. Doing those two things helps people like you find us.
1: And leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because we will start reading those reviews again in January. And uh, when we draw your name or when we read your review, we'll draw one of those uh, like out of a hat and that person will win a coffee mug, which is super cool.
0: Yeah. And as you're listening to this, um, share it in Instagram stories Um, and tag at Dragon Farm. We may or may not be in Instagram jail still. We're still trying to get out. As of the time of this recording, um, but if we if you send us or tag us in that, we're gonna get the message. We'll figure out how to get you guys the the coupon code. Um, yeah, because <laughs> you're gonna save percent off in the shop by using that code, and you you just want it. Like it's after the holidays. I know after the holidays, I I tend to do more shopping for myself, which is weird. I don't know. So if you're like me, <laughs> Christmas money. If you like, <laughs> yeah. If you're like me you want that discount
1: code (laughs) yeah and the shop's having like a whole revamp happening that'll launch january 1st so yeah yeah, that'll be cool uh make sure you take a look at the show notes for links to our social media and our merch shop and some other fun things like especially that episode that we recorded a whole year ago where we told you what we were gonna do (laughs) that'll be fun to that'll be fun to listen to (laughs)
0: yeah so that's it guys
1: yeah, thanks for joining us on our 2020 reminiscent journey. Yeah,
0: and we hope that you celebrate the New Year's 2021. It probably look a little different this year, you know, when you ring in the new year. Maybe it won't. Mine won't. We're just going to stay home, which is what we always do. But <laughs> Yeah, same. <laughs> but we hope you have a safe and happy New Year. We'll see you in, well, we'll talk to you in 2021. Yeah. And until next time, drink, farm, and and give zero clucks. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.